Hello and welcome to New Life Restoration Church, where our vision is restoring hope and living with purpose. We are glad you're tuned in to listen to this powerful message and we pray it blesses you. Round of applause. Amen. Amen. Glory to your name, God. Well, we do have a word from the Lord and I always take um, this task, this responsibility seriously to deliver today's word. And today we're going to talk about um, understanding a prayer assignment. Somebody say, I got a prayer assignment. Come on, I need you to say it with a little bit more energy. Somebody say, I got a prayer assignment. Amen. I'm going to weigh on, on you that are here today because we need a little bit of energy today. Amen. Amen. Glory to your name, God. How many people know that God is good? Oh, come on now. I need a little bit more than that. How many people know that God is good? God is good all the time and all the time God is good. But we do have a word from the Lord. And today I want to talk a little bit about prayer assignment. And I said this on last week. I said this on Wednesday night Bible study. And I'm going to say it again today that some of us are called to a prayer assignment. Somebody say, I got a prayer assignment. Somebody say it one more time, I got a prayer assignment. That I believe that God is anointing you, appointing you, and assigning you to pray for a person, a group of people, a place, or a move of God. And sometimes, unfortunately, when God puts somebody on our mind or puts somebody in our heart to pray for, we don't take that word or the voice of the Holy Spirit serious enough. And that's why I believe the Holy Spirit continues to dwell on this prayer assignment. And so I'm going to say it again, and hopefully you receive it, that some of you are appointed. Somebody say, I'm appointed. I'm, appointed. I'm, anointed, I'm anointed. And I'm assigned, I'm assigned to a prayer assignment. A prayer assignment. Okay, so you're going to have to either pray for a person, a group of people, a place that God wants you to pray for, or a move of God, something that he wants to manifest in the earth. And so to kick things off, I want to start off in the first John chapter six, verses 14 and 15. I'm going to be reading out of the Christian standard Bible. First John, not the gospel of John, but first John chapter six. And we're going to read verses 14 and 15, just to set the foundation and, and the stage, because before I get into, um, preparing you for a prayer assignment. I just want us to understand a few general principles about prayer. And so we're going to start off in 1 John chapter 6. And this is what it says in verses 14 and 15. This is the confidence that we have before him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him. I'm read that again. This is the confidence that we have before him. Somebody say, I'm confident. Come on, I need you to say it. I'm, I told you I'm going to lean on the people that are here. Somebody say, I'm confident. I'm confident. Uh, it says, this is the confidence that we have before him. That if we ask anything, here it is, according to his will, then we can be confident that he hears us. It says in verse 15, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him. So it says the key to prayer is not necessarily how long you pray. 
It's not necessarily how skilled the prayer warrior is, but it says the key to an answered prayer is asking according to the Father's will. Amen. So it says you can have confidence when you come boldly to the throne of grace if you ask according to his will. Now, I have a few general principles that I want to establish about prayer, and this is no secret. Um, I believe you've heard these many times before, but I just want to go over these uh, just a little while um, because I believe that this is a season that we have to prepare for our prayer assignment. A lot of times when God puts somebody on our spirit or he puts something in our heart to pray for, for whatever reason, we're not prepared to pray for it. And that's why we procrastinate. When you don't prepare, you procrastinate. Amen. Somebody need to write that down. If you're struggling with procrastination, the reason why you're struggling with procrastination is because you're not prepared. And this is a message of preparation that I want to prepare you for a prayer assignment. The first thing that I believe we have to understand is that prayer must be a priority. Amen. Prayer must come first. Before you post about it, you should pray about it. Before you worry about it, you should pray about it. Before you complain about it, you should pray about it. Before you vent to somebody or put your business all out there on social media, you should pray about it. So I believe the Father is telling us that we have to begin to train our mind and our thought process that when we get into the situations of life, prayer is our first response. And this is why it is important to prioritize prayer. It acknowledges to the Father that I'm going to you first. Have you ever had a secret and you didn't want to tell everybody, but it was that one person, that first person that you told that you believed that you could trust, that they weren't going to put your business out there, that they were going to receive what you were saying and they were going to keep it between y'all two. Does anybody got somebody like that? It matters who you tell first. And when we go to prayer first, it acknowledges to the Father, I know you got the answer. I know that I can go to you and you're not going to put my business out there. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs that we should trust the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to our own understanding. But when we go to prayer last, guess what? That shows the Father that we don't necessarily trust him so prayer must be a priority somebody say that with me prayer, prayer. must be my priority it must come first it matters who you go to first it matters who you go to first look some people even get offended when they realize that you told somebody else a secret before you told them oh how did they know about it y'all ain't even close like that and when you go to God in prayer first, it shows, oh, okay, they're trusting me now. They're demonstrating a certain level of faith. And sometimes when we get into the situations of life, and I'm not saying that, that we can't vent. I understand that sometimes our complaining is just an opportunity to vent, okay? I'm not saying at all that we shouldn't complain because sometimes we got to get it out. Somebody say, I got to get it out. Sometimes you got to get it out and you need that lending ear that that's going to help you get all of your problems out. Even if they don't have any solutions, you need somebody that's going to listen to you. Well, guess what? That somebody can be God. Yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. That 
that somebody can be God. It says this is the confidence that we have before him. That if we ask anything, here it is, according to his will, he hears us. It says God hears you. It's some people you can talk all day, every day, and they not listening. It looked like they listening. So look, so even Caden said amen. He know in the classroom when he talking, somebody ain't listening. Sometimes people don't listen. Because, you're, hey, what did I say? Uh, well, I don't know. But it says this is the confidence that we can have before God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And then it says in verse 15, if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have asked of him. In other words, we can be confident that God is going to answer our prayers. So the first principle that I want to teach you is that prayer must be a priority. And this takes a renewing of the mind. That's why Paul says in Romans 12 and 2, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because the world will tell you to post about it before you pray about it. To tweet about it before you pray about it. To complain and worry about it before you pray about it. That's being conformed to the world. But it says be transformed. In other words, train your thought process that when something comes up in the midst of your life, your family's life, at your job or whatever the case may be, prayer is your first response. So the first thing, prayer must be a priority. The second thing that I want to say is prayer is personal. Somebody say prayer is personal. personal. It is about my relationship with the Father. And I hope nobody don't take this wrong. But you cannot rely on the prayers of your pastor. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you don't need that level of covering or protection. I'm saying that you have to emphasize and prioritize your own personal relationship with God. You cannot just expect, well, the pastor's praying for me, so I got that level of covering and I got that level of protection. I hope a pastor, you're under a a church and a pastor is praying and interceding for you in the spiritual realm because you need that level of covering and protection, amen. But I'm saying that God sometimes wants to hear from you. Sometimes he wants your fellowship. Mm. Matter of fact, not sometimes, all the time. Some situation causes for you to speak it into existence. It causes you to pour out your desires, your emotions, uh, even vent to God. Sometimes God needs to hear from you. And I'm not all downplaying, uh, downplaying the role of a pastor, the role of a deacon, the role of a bishop, an elder, or anything of that nature. What I'm saying is, is that prayer is a personal time that you can communicate with the father even if you're not even asking him anything it is a point of fellowship how many people can truly say that you need to improve your relationship with God just a little bit everybody that you can deepen your relationship with God just a tad bit that you can strengthen you can find opportunities to strengthen your fellowship with him well what that does is it allows you to create an atmosphere where you can talk to God one on one I got a personal relationship with God somebody say I got a personal relationship so prayer not not only must be a priority but it must be personal you got to have that one-on-one time with God if you are if you consider yourself or let me say it like this 
You cannot consider yourself a mature believer if you don't have a personal prayer life. If the only time you pray is on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock or whenever worship service starts, that is an issue. We cannot consider ourselves mature believers if we don't have a personal prayer life. And the reason why I'm saying it has to be personal is because, again, we're talking about prayer assignments. If God is going to prepare you to pray for somebody else, you need to at least know how to pray for yourself. Amen. Amen. Glory to your name, God. I got to know how to get into the presence of God when the pastor is asleep. I got to know how to create an environment of grace, an environment of deliverance where I understand what the father is telling me in that moment. I got to create an atmosphere where I can come boldly to the throne of grace. And it's not because of who I am, but it's because of who's sitting at his right hand. Our high priest, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Just as your pastor has a relationship with God, you got a relationship with God. Just as he can come boldly to the throne of grace, you can come boldly to the throne of grace. Because at the end of the day, we are all saved by the blood of Christ. So I would like to challenge you, each of us, even myself, that we got to find opportunities to pray to God personally. Amen. So prayer must be a priority. Prayer is personal. Here's the third thing. And we all we grew up on this. There's power in prayer. How many people can testify today that there's power in prayer? And when I use the word power, I mean the ability to change a situation. Even. If it doesn't happen, you know it can happen. Somebody missed that. I'm, I'm talking about like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Even if God doesn't come through, I know he can come through. Because sometimes, look, situations uh, may or may not happen because, it, it, again, it says according to the Father's will. It may not be in the Father's will. It may not be the Father's desire for that thing to happen. But I'm not going to doubt the ability of God. I'm not going to doubt the power of God. I'm not going to doubt the strength of God. There's power in your prayer. And so when you come to God in the midst of a situation, you got to believe in your heart of hearts that God can come through. One thing you got to know is that he's able. Mm, my God, that was one of my favorite songs growing up. He's able. He's able. Even in the midst of an impossible situation, I know my God is able. Even in the midst of a circumstance that I don't know how I'm going to get out of, I know my God is able. My God can make a way out of no way. There's power in prayer. And here it is. I want you to understand this, and, and I'm going to take my time on this. And hopefully, I'm, I'm doing a little bit better today, Caitlin. I'm, I'm, staying, I'm trying to stay in one spot. You see me moving a little bit, but, but see, I'm, I'm, I'm being a little bit more disciplined, amen. This is what you got to understand about prayer. Prayer causes you to go to another level of thinking. I need somebody to write that down. This is what Albert Einstein said. He said, no problem can be solved on the same level of thinking that created it. I'm going to say that again. No problem. How many people got problems? He said, no problem can be solved on the same level of thinking that created it. In other words, you're going to have to go to another level in order to solve the problem that your mind created. Now, here's the thing, and this is why I, 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 I always talk about complaining and, and posting and doing all this. 
Complaining keeps you at the same level as your problem. Now, I understand, again, that we got to vent and we got to let out those emotions and let out that energy sometimes. And there's nothing wrong with that. But in terms of addressing your problem or solving your problem, complaining does nothing to help you. As a matter of fact, it's going to waste time and it's going to waste energy. As soon as you get through complaining, you got to go to another level. And prayer allows you to go to a spiritual level to address earthly problems. When you begin to pray, your mind automatically looks up. <clears throat> Lord, have mercy. Because you start off your prayer with saying, our father, you got to look up. You got to go to another level when you begin to pray. So prayer, watch this. There's power in prayer because it causes you to go to another level of thinking. And when you're in the midst of that prayer, if you are listening, because prayer is a two-way communication, it's not just you talking, it's God talking as well. If you begin to listen to the Father, guess what? He's giving you strategies. Mm. He's giving you solutions. He's giving you ideas. And, and, and see, those, those verbs right there, planning, uh, strategizing, developing, and all that, that causes your mind to go to another level. Somebody missed that. If, if you want to address your problems, how about you plan to address it? If you want to address your problems, how about you put together a strategy? Because that's going to challenge your mind a little bit more. And it's going to cause you to go to another level of thinking. There's power in prayer because it causes you to ascend. Mm, my God, who am I talking to today? It causes you to ascend into the spiritual realm. The enemy wants you to stay on this earthly and natural realm to fight your issues because that's his battleground. He knows that he's going to get you if you stay at that level. But if you ever ascend, if you ever go to another level, if you ever elevate, Lord have mercy, if you ever raise your expectations, if you ever begin to plan about that thing, strategize that thing, if you ever get to a mature level of thinking to where you address your problems spiritually, I'm telling you right now that the enemy has nothing against you. There's power in prayer. Somebody can testify that there's power in prayer. We've seen it too many times. And even in the, in the midst of, of the last year or year and a half, I've prayed with people and I've heard people cry out to God and I've seen God come through for them. It's, it's nothing like when you're praying and you can feel the deliverance in that prayer. You can feel the healing coming about in that prayer. You can feel God's grace manifesting itself. I know prayer can change things. And I, as a pastor, I love when you tell me that your prayers worked. Yeah. It, it was somebody, and again, I'm not, I said this at Bible study, but I didn't say her name, but I'm going to say it again. She was texting me, and she was like, look, I was praying for a job because uh, the, the job that I had, it had me traveling 45 minutes to an hour, and it was just wearing me out. And I stopped one day, and I prayed to God about a new opportunity, and guess what? God came and made a way out of no way, and now my job is only 15 minutes away. That's a prayer that is answered. And I, I love when you text me stuff like that because that just gives me a little bit more energy to pray for you. That gives me a little bit more energy to intercede for you. I thank you, God, that you answered their prayers. Now, I understand that, unfortunately, sometimes it seems like our prayers don't get answered. And um, realistically, it happens in the midst of when we're praying for healing. 
um, and I and I encountered this, and I've encountered this actually a couple of a couple of times within the past year that we were praying for healing for somebody, um, and unfortunately, it did not happen. Um, and that's why we go back to the, the scripture. We have to pray according to God's will. But sometimes even it happens with us pastors. We want healing to happen. We want that person to be, re, you know, revived, recuperated um, and all of those different things. We want healing manifested. But sometimes it's not in the father's will and we and we can't do nothing about that. So I understand that sometimes it seems like our prayers don't don't necessarily get answered and, and we get down. And um, hopefully that does not uh thought your ability to pray or want to pray or even your desire to pray, but I'm just being realistic. And, and I've seen that over the past year or so that we went to the hospital and we were praying that God heals this person and it did not happen. Okay. So I understand those type of situations, but what I'm also saying is that it's not a matter of his ability. Mm. It's not a matter of his power. It's not a matter of if he can or he can't. The Bible says that with man, things are impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And that's what prayer does. It opens the possibilities. Mm, my God. You may be struggling. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. If it's somebody in here or somebody online. But you may be struggling with a, a problem or a circumstance that you've been dealing with the past couple of months. And... God is telling you to go and get some personal prayer time. And he's saying he will give you the strategy and the solution that you need. I don't know who that is for, but I'm praying somebody receives that in the name of Jesus. He's saying right now, uh, because you're operating at the same mindset, you don't know the possibilities. Mm. He says, as a matter of fact, he has many solutions. He has possibilities. You just got to pick one. Lord have mercy. But because you continue to complain, because you continue to vent to people that really don't care, because you continue to put it on social media, he says, you don't know the possibilities. But God will open your heart, open your spiritual eyes to the possibilities that he's getting ready to manifest something great and magnificent in your life. Prayer must be a priority. Prayer is personal. There's power in prayer. And here's another one. There's sometimes passion in prayer. Mm. It says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. That word fervent means that you're praying with intensity. This is the passionate prayer. Now, I'm not saying all the times your, your prayers got to be hyped up and passionate, but sometimes because of the burden and the responsibility attached to the situation, you may sweat a little bit more than normal. Mm. You may have to wipe a few tears from your eyes. You may have to give a shout. You may have to find a groan in the spirit. And people may be saying, oh, they doing too much. No, you don't know the burden of the situation. You don't know what I've been through in the midst of this situation. You're not in this situation. You're not in this classroom dealing with these kids. Don't say I'm doing too much. We got two teachers that are willing to testify today. Amen. <laughs> Sometimes watch this because of the situation, the burden attached to the situation. You got to find a groan. I said this on Sunday. You got to find your groan. Somebody said, I got to find my groan. The Bible said Jesus had to find a groan when he raised Lazarus from the dead. 
because he loved Lazarus so much and, and because um, uh, Lazarus' sisters came, said, Jesus, if you would have been here, he would not have died. Just think about that. Jesus is on doing his thing. He's, he's fulfilling his assignments and whatever the case may be. And he understands uh, the situation that is going on. And he wants them to believe. Um, he even asked them, hey, don't you know about the resurrection? And they were like, yeah, we know about the resurrection when it's coming, you know, on that day. He said, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. When Jesus is in the building, I am the resurrection. Somebody missed that. The resurrection is not an event. The resurrection is wherever Jesus is. So he says, okay. I understand what is going on here, but he got a little bit emotional. And the Bible says at least twice, I, I read this, it says at least twice, Jesus groaned in the spirit. Now, sometimes you got to find a groan where you are emotionally attached to the situation. Okay? There's some situations that you're going to be emotionally attached to. When you're dealing with something with your family, most of the time you're going to be emotionally attached to it. Okay, and it said because Jesus was emotionally attached to Lazarus, he loved Lazarus, he had to find a groan in the spirit. But after he groaned and after he let out some emotions, he said, Lazarus, come forth. And my God, he had to obey the voice of the Lord. Mm. Sometimes it matters about your voice. Woo. Mm. Lord, help me on this. Your pastor has been praying for you, but God says, I need to hear your voice. Mm. Because Lazarus wouldn't have responded to anybody else's voice but Jesus. Somebody missed that. He wouldn't have responded to anybody else's voice but Jesus. And sometimes it's your voice that counts. God needs to hear from you. You don't have to be this skilled prayer warrior. You just need to come boldly to the throne of grace and ask according to the Father's will. I need some bold saints in the house today. I need some confident saints in the house today. I need some saints that believe in the power of prayer. So prayer must be a priority. It must be personal. There's power in prayer. And then there's the passion in prayer. Amen. Where sometimes you get a little bit hamped up. Sometimes you got to sweat a little bit more than normal and dry the tears from my eyes. But it's needed. Amen. Somebody say it's needed. it's needed. You may think I'm doing too much, but it's needed. Okay. I, sometimes I got to let loose this tie. Okay. You, 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 I know you want to come all buttoned up and stuff to church, but you got to let loose. Sometimes, ladies, you got to take off those shoes. Okay. Now, hopefully your feet not smelling. <laughs> okay. If it is, put, put on some socks. Do, do ladies wear stockings anymore? I don't know. Back in the day, ladies used to wear them stockings. <laughs> okay? We're in a new age now. Maybe you'll need that. Okay? But prayer must be a priority. It must be personal. There's power in prayer and there's passion in prayer. Now, here's what I want to do today. And this is, um, I guess you could say, the, the, uh, the meat of the message, if you will. Um, there are different types of prayers. And I'm going to give you seven types of prayer. I'm not going to go in depth of all seven. I'm just going to go over two of them. But I at least want to introduce you to the seven types of prayer um, that I believe God wants to tell you today. Now, I'm going to go over these seven real fast because I'm just going to give them to you. OK, so if you're taking notes, um, you know, I'm not going to necessarily slow down. Hopefully you can look at the replay or, or you know, you're a fast writer or a typer. But I'm going to give you these seven types of prayer and then we're going to go back and then I'm going to give you two that we're going to go a little bit more deeper into. And then uh, in the following weeks, next Sunday, we'll go over maybe two or three more and then we'll finish out the series. The first type of prayer is the prayer of communion. OK, 
prayer of communion. Number two, prayer of agreement. Okay, now those are actually going to be the two that we talk about, the prayer of communion, the prayer of agreement. So we're going to come back to those. Here's the third one, prayer of thanksgiving. Okay, the Bible talks about there are times where you're just thanking God for what he's done. You're showing appreciation for the times he did come through. Before you ask anything else, you're just giving thanks and appreciation and showing gratitude to the Father in the midst of your prayer. He said there's a prayer of thanksgiving. Number four, prayer of supplication. Number five, prayer of intercession. Okay? Prayer of intercession. Number six, prayer of spiritual warfare. Okay, and here's the last one, the prayer watch. Okay, the prayer watch. I'm not talking about something that's on your wrist. Okay, the prayer watch. In other words, you're praying at specific times of the day. Don't you know, and, and this is interesting, um, church usually, let's just say Sunday school may start at 8 or 9 o'clock, and church is usually out around 1, you know, sometimes if you have an afternoon service, 3 o'clock or whatever the case may be. But when you think about when the most crime happens, when does the most crime happen? At night. When we as the believers are asleep. So the, the Bible you have, you had watchmen. Amen. You, you got a prayer watch to where when criminal activity and spiritual activity is, is happening in the spiritual realm, you have a few prayer warriors that are up at that time of night or at that time in the morning. Amen. Who are praying specifically for what God wants to do within that within those three hours, because typically it's a three hour span. OK, so that is the prayer watch. But we're not going over that today. The two we're going over is the prayer of communion and the prayer of agreement. Now, I'm going to try to teach this to, to the best of my ability. I'm, I'm going to slow down a little bit because I want you to understand um, these two things um, in order to prepare for the prayer assignment that God has either given you or will give you sometime in the near future. The first one, prayer of communion. Now, communion simply means the sharing of intimate thoughts and moments. I'm not just talking about what we do on every first Sunday. Now, that is a time of reflection and remembrance where we remember what our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ did for us. But I'm using communion in a general sense as it is a it is the opportunity to share intimate thoughts and moments with the father. If you are struggling with your personal relationship with God, you need to engage in the prayer of communion. OK. The, the main goal or the primary goal of the prayer of communion is to increase and deepen your relationship with God. So this is personal prayer time. Somebody say this is personal prayer time. It is the prayer of communion where you're sharing your thoughts, your feelings, your day. Even watch this. You're venting to God. Before you vent to your friends you have an opportunity to vent to God this is an opportunity to get to know God and even though he knows you he's getting to know you a little bit better because watch this you're engaging in fellowship now prayer and I said this I believe I said this on last Sunday I can say that prayer or even prayer meetings were the atmosphere that I grew the most spiritually it wasn't necessarily in worship service. 
even though I learned in worship service, it wasn't necessarily in Sunday school, even though Sunday school and Bible study, I love those things. Those things were good. Amen. But it was the times when we had prayer meetings. And, and oftentimes, and again, this was my first time experiencing when I was in Tuscaloosa, um, it was a number of people up there and we started going to prayer meetings and I would just get a pew by myself. And even though it was an atmosphere, it was a, it was a number of people in there, I felt like it was just me and God in there. It, it, it was an amazing feeling. I had my own little pew because everybody, see, here's the thing. Everybody ain't going to go to the prayer meeting. Most people that come to worship service, a few people that come to Bible study, and a few people that get, uh, wake up every morning and go to Sunday school, but they're not going to come to the prayer meeting. So if you come into the prayer meeting, you got to be serious. Unless your parents are dragging you there. Because that was real. But if you get of, of age and you're an adult and you go to a prayer meeting, that means you got some intention or desire to get closer to God. And I can truly say, and I'm not saying it's going to work for you, but the most that I grew spiritually, and this was before I was called to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, was in the midst of prayer. Prayer can improve your relationship with God. I would recommend every day that some way, form, or fashion you engage in the prayer of communion. Again, what is the prayer of communion? It is sharing intimate thoughts moments and feelings with God. It is a time of remembrance. It is a time of reflection. Sometimes, let's be honest, we can start getting to a point where uh, we don't show enough gratitude or appreciation to God. And when we get into the midst of a prayer of communion, God will remind us of the times that he was faithful. He'll show us and remind us, hey, you remember uh, last year when you were in the midst of that situation? Who you thought came through for you? Who you thought healed? You thought it was just the doctor operating on you? No, Jehovah Rapha was in the midst of that circumstance. And sometimes you're not going to remember that or have time to reflect unless you engage in a prayer of communion where you're creating an atmosphere where it's you and God and y'all are sharing each other's thoughts, feelings, and moments. This is the first type of prayer that you must engage in, and I would recommend that it happens every day. Find an opportunity every day to talk to God. It's simply communication with God. It's amazing that many of us can do public speaking. We can talk in front of our family and friends. We can, you know, go and, and do uh, karaoke. But for some reason, we struggle when it comes to communicating with God. And God says, that's your opportunity to come as you are. You don't have to put on a smile. Mm, Lord have mercy. You don't have to fake it like you do in front of your family and friends. Oh, yeah, everything all right. No, it's not. This is an opportunity to say, God, I'm going to be honest. I'm struggling. I'm in this situation, God, and it's frustrating, God. I'm going to be honest. And then God is going to, uh, whatever his will is, maybe he's going to give you some ideas. Maybe he's going to give you a peace that surpasses understanding. Maybe he's going to give you some grace, some mercy, whatever the Father's will in that moment. But you have just created that atmosphere. And now watch this. When you share something intimate with God, automatically that deepens your relationship with him. That's why a lot of times when you begin to share your thoughts and feelings to your families and friends and it's something very intimate, automatically you feel closer to that person. 
But just because you shared it with them, you feel closer to that person. But this opportunity of the prayer of communion is a time that you can share whatever it is that you're going through with the Father. The second thing that I want to talk about is the prayer of agreement. Somebody say agreement. agreement. Somebody say it one more time, the prayer of agreement. This is when, and let me read this verse real quick. It says, uh, and you can just write this verse down. I believe it's, it's Matthew chapter 18, verses 18 through 20. Matthew chapter 18, verses 18 through 20. I'm reading out of the Christian Standard Bible. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, truly I tell you, if two or three on earth agree about a matter that you pray for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For Jesus says, for two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I among them. Now I'm going to read verses 19 and 20 again. Again, I truly tell you, if two of you on earth, here it is, agree. Somebody say agree. agree. Somebody say it again, agree. agree. About a matter that you pray for. It will be done for you for my father in heaven. For it says, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I among them. Or we know the King James Version, there am I in the midst of them. So you have the prayer of communion, but you also have the prayer of agreement. Now we said there's power in prayer, but sometimes, watch this, you got to couple the power of prayer with the power of agreement. In some situations, that you can pray for by yourself. Okay? Some situations you can handle by yourself in the spiritual realm. But he says there are going to be some other situations that you need to find a prayer partner. How many people can truly say they got a prayer partner? Don't lie. Okay? If nobody raised their hand and if nobody said anything online, uh, somebody said, I got to get a prayer warrior. Uh, I got to get a prayer partner. Somebody put that online in the comment section. I got to get a prayer partner. If you don't have anybody else to call and say, I need you to partner with me in this situation. It says where two or three are gathered together and you pray about a matter. And here it is. You agree on it. He says, my father in heaven is going to hear that prayer. And if you're asking according to the father's will, that thing is going to happen for you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Everybody needs somebody that is willing to intercede for them at the drop of a dime. Who is your prayer partner or prayer partners? Because sometimes you even need more than one. You need a couple prayer partners. Maybe the one that I'm calling right now is not available. I need to call somebody else. That knows how to pray and intercede. But he says this prayer of agreement is a time to where it's not just one person's ability to pray. But it is the collection of believers. Here it is who agree on an issue to pray about. And I emphasize that word agree because the first thing you got to do is identify what you're praying about. Don't just start the prayer. Before we started uh, morning prayer, I asked everybody, what do we need to pray about, right? And, and the reason why I repeated it is so it gets in your mind so we can all agree on it. The first thing you need to do is identify what you're praying about or identify the burden or the issue. What is the burden that we're praying about? What is the issue that we're praying about? Is it uh, a family member in need of healing? And that is the issue. Is it somebody that is in need of salvation or deliverance? 
or is it something that that uh, God needs to manifest his peace? What is the burden that you're praying about? And once the, the burden is identified, he says, you got to agree on it. If you got two or three people and y'all not agreeing on it, you're not coming in unity. Mm. And see, watch this. When you don't come in unity, the enemy sees that. Number one, you cannot go to the Father not being unified. Number two, you cannot engage in spiritual warfare or go in the spiritual realm without unity. Because if you go without unity, the enemy, even though his thing is evil, uh, what he wants to do is evil, he's coming unified. So when you identify the issue, whoever's leading the prayer, does everybody agree on that? That we, we, have we prayed about the Father's will and we're agreeing that we're all going to pray about this healing for that person. Do we agree on it? And sometimes you need, you need at least a head shake or somebody say, I need you to say something. Because I don't need you disagreeing when I'm in the midst of prayer. I didn't say a prayer and I'm sweating, dripping, you know, uh, all my clothes are wet and, and all of a sudden you disagreeing with it. Well, I don't know about that. Well, I shouldn't have asked you. No, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Because sometimes we choose the wrong prayer partners. Mm, people don't want to hear that. Sometimes we choose the wrong prayer partners. Sometimes, watch this, we ask the wrong people uh, to pray for us. You'd have vented, vented about a situation to your coworker, oh, and then after you done got through telling your business, yeah, just pray for me. Come on, man. You don't even know if they're a believer or not. That's just a blanket statement. Just pray for me. No, you need some legitimate prayer warriors who've seen and experienced God come through and manifest in the midst of prayer. It says where two or three are gathered together, Jesus says, there am I in the midst. In other words, he's interceding for you. He's your high priest. He's in the midst of that situation. Even the Bible says he's sitting at the right hand of the Father, ready to make intercession for the saints. Who are you going to agree with in prayer? What is the process? Identify the issue and agree on that issue. Identify the issue, agree on the issue. Now, here's another thing that I think is, is very important. And, and this is what we're trying to create. We haven't got there yet, but we're trying to create this um, before service starts. Um, that it's not just one person's ability to pray. So if I start off with the prayer, somebody in the spirit can now come and right after I get through and now come and intercede and say the same prayer because they're agreeing on it. Some, you got that? When, when Camilla start praying, then now it's my job to come back and agree on it. That, that, that's when at least if you got a few people that are in the house that can do that, now you have created an environment of unity. Sometimes it takes for you to call a conference call or set up a Zoom with your family and say, I need everybody who's going to agree on this prayer to come to this Zoom session. Uh, if we got to pray 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, however long it takes, whoever feels led by the spirit that considers themselves a prayer warrior, I need you to come to this session and engage in spiritual warfare. The power of agreement. Some things have not happened because you didn't agree on it. Mm. And I'm not just talking about prayer. Some things did not happen for you and your business partner because y'all didn't agree on it. I don't know who I'm talking to. 
Some things didn't happen in a friendship because y'all saw things differently. And y'all couldn't come to terms and agree on what was going on. It's power in agreement. And I'm telling you this because I truly believe, and it is a reason why God continues to put something on my heart. I thought I was going to give this word on, uh, on last week, but I felt the, the, led, uh, the Holy Spirit led me to another talking about uh, putting fire behind your spiritual gift. But I knew he was going to come back to this because I believe that God is going to put somebody in your heart. It's either going to be one person, a group of people, a place, or a move of God. Y'all got that? And when God puts this on your heart and you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit bringing a person's name to remembrance, take that serious. Turn to your neighbor and say, take that serious. It's a reason why God put that person on your heart. It's a reason why he's telling you to pray for that person. It's a reason why he's telling you to make the decision that you want to make, that he's wanting you to make. And a lot of times, watch this, there's certain prayers or certain decisions that have to happen in a certain time period. We always talk about Kairos moments. There's a window of opportunity for you to pray and intercede for that deliverance or for that grace to manifest over somebody's life. So I'm preparing you, and hopefully this has uh, ignited your spirit to a certain degree that if, if somebody has been on your mind lately and you believe God is telling you to pray for them, that this is your time to prepare. Start off with the prayer of communion to build yourself up in the Lord. And then maybe, just maybe, you're going to have to get a few prayer partners to identify the issue and pray about the issue. Y'all got that? Identify the issue, pray about the issue. Identify the issue, pray about the issue. So, the prayer of communion, the prayer of agreement. I believe that God is going to challenge a few of us. This may not be a word for everybody, but I believe that God is going to challenge a few of us to see if we're going to be obedient to our prayer assignment. That concludes today's word. We pray it blessed you. If you are interested in sowing into this ministry, you can do so through the church's cash app that can be found in the description of this episode. Have a wonderful day and live with purpose.